You can't always help what happens to you, but you can help what happens in you. And that is today's Morning Moxie. Welcome to the Morning Moxie show. I am your host, Alicia Sharp, and today we have Chris Valatin on the show. This is part one of a three-part series, and he is talking about getting through pain. You see, a lot of times we numb our pains as Americans, as people who just don't want to deal with pain. We numb it instead of taking care of it. We don't get to the bottom of it, and so, you know, we just throw some Tylenol at it or whatever, and just deal with it and we just live with it instead of actually going to the root and going down deep and really dealing with it with God and getting it out and not accepting it and not living with it. Aren't you tired of living with pain and with just dealing with the things of this life? God has a plan for our lives and that is to be free and in love with him and full of joy and faith and peace and that is his plan for our lives. And you know, as we continue to believe him and trust in him, we can live a pain-free life. I believe that with all of my heart. God, you know, Jesus came and he healed everybody that he was around. He he touched everybody who had faith. He said, your faith has made you well. And so as we believe God and trust God and look up, I believe that God can move mightily in your life so that you don't have to just deal with pain in your life, but that you can be completely free of it. Here's Chris. So, um, John chapter five, verse two, you'll be very familiar with probably every verse we read this morning. Verse two, there was in Jerusalem by the sheep gate, a pool, which is called in Hebrew Bethesda, having five porticles. And in these lay a multitude of those who were sick, blind, lame, and withered, waiting for the moving of the waters. For an angel of the Lord went down in certain seasons into the pool and stirred up the water. And whoever then was first after the stirring of the water stepped in, was made well from whatever disease in which he was afflicted. A man who had been ill for 38 years was there. When Jesus saw him lying there and knew that he'd already been there a long time in that condition, he said to him, listen to this, do you wish to get well? Listen to the man's answer. The sick man answered, sir, I have no one to put me into the pool. And when the water is stirred, uh, I'm sorry, I have no one to put me in the pool when the water is stirred up. But while I am coming, another steps down before me. And Jesus said, get up. Pick up your pellet and walk. This is really a profound story for lots of reasons. And, I, uh, and, and today it's a profound story for a particular reason. The man was at the pool for 38 years. Think about it. For 38 years, he's at a healing pool for 38 years. And for 38 years, the man has seen other people get healed for 38 years. And Jesus comes along and says, Sir, do you wish to get well? Seemingly a stupid question. <laughs> no, I've come here to watch the movies. You know, like, what do you think I'm doing here? I'm here 38 years. And Jesus says, do you wish to get well? And I would propose to you that although on the surface it seems like a stupid question, especially when Jesus knew he had been there for a long time, and yet it's a profound question because many people go to the doctor, they come to the healing rooms, they come to whatever it is, and yet they come with hopelessness. That they actually come 
to the pool of promise, but hopelessness reduces it to a pallet of pain. And the truth is, is that people go places and never anticipate that they're going to get well. And instead of just saying, of course, I, do you wish to get well? Oh, yeah, hello, here I am. He begins to give Jesus reasons. Well, here's all the reasons why I'm sick. And Jesus is all, take up your pallet and walk. And what makes this a profound day, if you will, it's a little bit metaphoric, but this is the 38th year. This is the year when you're like, I've been in pain for 38 years. I've been in pain 50 years, 10 years, 20 years, one year. You get the idea. I've been in pain and I have learned how to live with the pain. I don't even, try, I don't even think I'm going to get healed anymore. I'm just coping with the pain, hanging out with the, at the pool with other people who are in pain because misery loves company. And then somebody has the gall to come down and say, do you want to get well? I guess, maybe. And I want to inspire you that today is the day your pain's supposed to go. Let me say this. You can't always help what happens to you, right? You can get hit by a car. There's things that happen in our life. Some of us raised by, raised by crazy people. And you're a child, and you, you're, you just, what? You just can't help it. It's like, I didn't do anything to deserve this. And some of us have to get past the fact that we actually didn't do anything to deserve this. But my point is, I can't always help what happens to me. But I can always help what happens in me. And so this morning, I want to talk a little bit about that. You know, I have been with people that are in tremendous pain and, you, and, 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 and racked with fear. And in a session, in a, a counseling session or in an appropriate place, I say, it, it feels like you're full of fear. And they say, oh, I, I'm not afraid of anything. I, I don't feel fear. And I realize something that, for instance, if you're afraid to fly and you don't get on a plane, how many know you don't feel the emotion of fear because you reduced your life to accommodate it? And what I'm getting at is this. I have encountered more people who are racked with fear and don't feel the emotion of it anymore because they've reduced their life to accommodate it. They have numbed their life to go on. And I'm saying this morning, step into the pain because Jesus is about to actually heal you, not numb you. I want to tell you four things about pain. Number one, pain is rarely the problem. It's almost always the symptom. Pain is rarely the problem. It's almost always the symptom. We'll talk more about that in a minute. Number two, pain will lead you to the source of your problem. Pain will lead you to the source of your problem. Number three, the level of your pain does not always determine the death of your problem. Anybody ever had a, like a metal sliver in your finger? I work in the shop all the time, and I'm always coming out with it. I got a metal sliver. I'm like, I'm going to die. <laughs> and Kathy, you know, I, 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 she usually digs them out because I, I don't like to watch. I'm like, just dig it out. You know, and I, I like to squeeze it so it can't, the, my, my, my head can't get signals to it, you know. I, just dig it out. She's like, you're so dramatic. I'm like, it hurts. You know, the level of your pain doesn't determine how severe your problem is. And the fourth thing I want to say about pain is ignoring pain or being afraid of pain often leads to deeper problems. It's like when you're, that, little, that, that tooth hurts and you're like, I'm just going to take you know, ibuprofen. And pretty soon you find that you end up with dentures. 
<laughs> it's like you just avoid the pain long enough until the problem gets worse. How many of you have ever figured out that the pain actually points to a problem, and if you don't deal with the problem, it doesn't typically get better? It's like, it's like putting a piece of tape over the idiot light in your car. I know that light's not supposed to be there. <laughs> Pretty soon, you know, that, you know, that, that, that five cents of, of tape ends up with a you know, $3,000 motor. It's like, you, 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 that's why it's called an idiot light. <laughs> anyway, somebody wrote me and said, what do you think about marijuana? I said, it's called dope. <laughs> it's a reason why people call it dope. Anyway, okay. Pain, you know, there's the kind of pain that Bill talked about um, in, in a message, several messages, but recently, when he talked about that the source of pain, the word pain, comes from uh, the word evil. There's that kind of pain. But how many know there's a other kind of pain that God designed you to feel? It's the kind of pain when you break your leg and, and your leg goes, hey, knothead, get off your foot so we can get well. How many understand that pain's not evil? That's the kind of pain that actually moves you to the purpose of wholeness and healing. I remember years ago, uh, many years ago, I think it was maybe around 35 years ago, that I get a phone call from Bill in the middle of the night, and he's in, and he's in tons of pain. He's like, get here right now. And I think our, our, our wives were at a retreat or something, because we had the kids. And so I got my three kids ready and ran over his house real quickly. They all put their pajamas on. We ran over his house and... His kids, I think, I think we had four or five kids at the time between the two of us. And we, and I put him, and he's doubled over when I get there. And we get him in the car and rush him to the hospital. Now, let me tell you something. In Weaverville, you're not excited about getting rushed to the hospital in Weaverville. <laughs> you know, usually if you, can, if you can utter an R, like, Redding, take me to Redding, you know. Like, put me in the tractor and get me there. I don't, just don't take me to Trinity General Hospital. But I take him to the hospital there, and this is a hospital where often the doctors are smoking while they're talking to you, not, not our particular doctor. And we get there, and you know, the kids are exhausted, it's middle of the night, and, 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 he's, and they put him on a gurney, and he's in like excruciating pain. And the doctor finally gets there, and I said, can you give him something for the pain? And he said, we can't give him something for the pain until we find the problem, because the pain's going to tell us where the problem's at. And what I'm getting at is this. We often numb the pain of our life and don't actually know where the problem is. And so we're dealing with symptoms and wondering why our life's getting worse and worse. That was Chris Vallotton, and you can find that clip if you go to Bethel Church uh, Podcast. I took it from their podcast because they have a great podcast, which I encourage you to listen to every week. Um, It inspires me and encourages me. So that one is called Walking Through Pain, and you can find it there. You can also find out more information about Chris Valatin at his website, chrisvalatin.com. And I hope you have a wonderful day today, and we will see you again tomorrow for part two of this message. God bless.